XFM presents The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. For Arden Roof Systems, there's more to your roof than just shingles. You gotta come on. Boom, 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 boom. Come on! Bang, 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 bang. Here we go. I gotta be honest with you. I am so excited this morning. Yeah. I found something out about Grant. And possibly, well, I know you... But I don't care about your reaction to this. <laughs> you guys have never heard Sophie Trudeau sing. sing. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure I haven't. Yeah, I don't oh think god, so. Oh my god, I am so excited. <laughs> I, I can't. I mean, I don't remember I it. I want so. to do it now. <laughs> She's there's news about her. There's a book. We'll, we'll get yeah. into it later on the show. But if you haven't heard this, you have to stay home. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know when we're going to listen do it. to it. You have to stay home. Stay. Don't go to work. Don't leave the house. Mm-hmm. You need to hear this today. And we're going to have it on the locker room. Perfect. Yeah. That's Can't all I wait. got. Can't <laughs> wait. What a tease. Do you guys know how old Rick Allen is? The drummer from Def Leppard? Oh. Uh, no, I have no idea. 57. I was surprised by this. Oh, he's older than oh. 57, isn't he? Not bad. 60. That's it? That's what I thought. That's it? He must have been like 15 when he yeah. joined the band. Anyway. There we go. Because Def Leppard got going in the 70s. Yeah. Anyway. That's crazy. We- the Locker Room, only on Cruise. Saw another story yesterday about Bud Light. They're still struggling. Oh, yeah. I, I'm still shocked by that. The the fact that that boycott actually happened and had that much of an impact is pretty wild to me. Because when it started out, when Kid Rock was shooting a case of Bud Light with a machine gun, I was like, oh, this will never be a thing. Every once in a while, it gets in the news because of some story, and yeah. there's this story out of uh, Vancouver. Somebody on the island put a sign up about Bud Light and using it for target practice or okay. something. So he's being forced to take the sign down now by a certain, like, a group of people in town that find it offensive. And well, and Bud, Bud Light's now the official beer of UFC. Again. Well, and I saw that. We yeah. don't need to talk specifically about. I saw that <laughs> the video, that, that video you sent me. <laughs> the guy repenting, <laughs> the Bud Light repenting. <laughs> We love women again. <laughs> How are they hurting with the amount of beer that you drink? Well, I was just going to say, I am I should be offsetting their losses somewhat. <laughs> You're helping, I think. I'm, but, helping. Uh, I'm helping them get back on track. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they stand- I've never understood that. Like, First off, if if Jimmy decides to switch beer, I'm, I'm still going to be friends with him. Yeah. And if he decides to switch Doing he, whatever he yeah. does, I I'm still not going to have a problem with him. What you do in your bedroom and what you drink in your house is up to you. Yeah, don't care. Don't care. Don't care. <laughs> Never cared. <laughs> don't want to hear about it either. Sometimes I don't want to hear about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't I'm need pretty to hear about sure it. you don't want video of me. <laughs> I absolutely don't. Yeah. You don't like hearing about my dog collar. Stop. That one guy tried to distribute a video of you. Yeah, yeah, nobody yeah. wanted it. Nobody wanted it. <laughs> Save myself some Bitcoin. Look at you. You found the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. Okay, we have a guest on with us right now. His name is Jason. B- Can we use your name? Yeah. Okay. All right. 
Jason Bale. Jason has been involved in local politics for quite a few years, and you're known as somewhat of um, what what's the best explanation for you, Jason? Uh, political junkie, political okay. nerd. But you're an investigator. You dig into yeah. things. Yeah, so I was a research assistant for a sitting city councillor, and so I would go through all the reports and find anything that needs to be questioned. Okay, so from that perspective, and I've known that about you for a long time, if I ever have any questions about city council, something doesn't smell right, somebody... Like, we get people calling us all the time with certain suggestions about what's going on behind the scenes and i will send you a quick little note and you'll either verify it or not um and you're very good at getting back to me now if we were to do this on a regular basis we haven't cleared this from the boss we might get into some rather interesting waters but we'll leave that for another day what i want to focus on specifically is something that happened in the most recent budget meetings so they're in the middle of meeting to talk about what the next year is going to be about, right? Money-wise, right? Yeah. And there is a line item on the budget where it's just a tech project and it's $8 million. So people are starting to question what the hell that is. And you have a rough idea of what it might be? Yeah. So assuming that the little hints that the administration has given us are truthful, um, I think it's related to back in May 21, uh, the city had a cybersecurity attack and personal information of employees was at risk for 5,000 employees. And they said that they've taken up actions to correct it, but it's cybersecurity. It's an ongoing issue. And that's what I think that this is. It's, it's licensing a software that uh, is going to protect employees. And the reason that I think it's in private is because if council says no, then the it's a PR nightmare. Oh, why don't you care about your employees? So, eight million though, Jason. <laughs> eight million plus the uh, four hundred thirty-six thousand or so ongoing. Okay, it seems like a lot of money. You know, why this don't they the just same get McAfee? That- <laughs> this is the same city that spent 250000 for an app that doesn't work. Um, they see an idea, they throw money at it. They haven't met a dollar they don't like to spend. Okay, all right. Well, we're going to leave it at that because I find when I talk too long to you, I get one, really, really angry, and two, very, very confused because you you tend to go quite deep on stuff. So we're going to have to you're going to have to dumb it down for me specifically, Jason, moving forward with this with this segment, if it turns into an ongoing thing. OK, just keep Sounds that good. in. Keep it dumb, guys. <laughs> All right. Thanks. All right. Thanks for your time, Jason. Yeah, thanks, Suck. Another moment with Dr. Locke. As you show, we're all fascinated by Ozempic. Yes, as we should be. Yeah. So. You're hearing about this drug because of the impact it's had on weight loss. Yeah. It is a diabetes drug. It's supposed to be for diabetics. Yeah. What ended up happening was it had quite a significant impact on weight loss, so Hollywood got a hold of it. Well, of course. And now you can't lose weight without people questioning you. Whether or not you were you on, on Ozempic. Ozempic. You on Ozempic? Hey, Jimmy, you've lost 10 pounds. You on Ozempic? <laughs> 
Yeah, you no. should not be taking Ozempic. No. I don't know why. When do good things with the shunt. No, I don't know if that'd be a good idea. No, different things do different things with me. Like different drugs do weird things with my body. Yeah. And your body's a temple, so. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we've talked about this multiple times. I have, as a doctor, I have warned people against the use of this. Mm-hmm. And every time I warn somebody on it, we always get a note saying, I'm on it, I'm fine. Yeah, and, I'm doing and, okay. I can still drink. I yeah, can... yeah I, whatever the... I just I read too much about the side effects and and also the potential long term side effects. Now is what I'm reading about. They're saying that this these drugs used for weight loss specifically mm-hmm. might cause more problems down the road. So I mean, listen, you need to do what you need to do for yourself. And if this is a choice you've made and you're comfortable with it, good for you. But if you can find alternative ways around it, I would highly suggest that. I had a friend of ours come up to me and ask me about it because he knows I'm an he expert on doctor. Yeah, you, listen, people, you should not be approaching Locke for medical advice. <laughs> like the amount of people that we actually have phoning and asking you about Ozempic. <laughs> Ask your actual doctor. Anyway, I actually think I talked him out of it mm-hmm. about going on Ozempic. Um, I was reading an article, and and this is going to drive people crazy, but apparently what Ozempic does can also be mimicked by food, by certain foods, yeah, and in particular, fibers, right? Mm -hmm. So if you want to do the same thing, and this might be something you incorporate in your plan if you're actually trying to lose some weight right now, I guess the... The hormones or the chemicals that Ozempic releases when you digest it into your body yeah. are mimicked by the fiber. By breaking down fiber in your body. Which it reduces does the same your thing. appetite and then you eat less. Ding, right? Like yeah. if you eat like a really heavy bread, like a, a heavy fiber bread, mm-hmm. it does it has a similar chemical breakdown in your body. Right? I'm not going to get into the sort of the technical side yeah. of it outside of that. Yeah. But it's worth mentioning. We'll read about that in your book. In my book. <laughs> so my when you're published book, by the Doctor Locke, all the ways I messed with people. <laughs> Eat more fiber is. Uh, so that's that. I like I rye s- bread. They said fiber. Rye, yes, might help you get the same results. I'm not saying it's not annoying, Jimmy. I admitted that that's annoying. If you're on Ozempic. And you've had no success with weight loss. The last thing you want is some asshole on the radio going, well, Eat more bread. Eat more bread. <laughs> that seems but, like the opposite. It's <laughs> the opposite that every health. Uh, but it's a thing. It, anyway. According to law. Welcome to the locker room. I brought this up the other day, and you were suggesting that it was an odd couple in your mind. Channing Tatum, who is. Um, uh, what's the stripper? He's Mad Mike. No, Ma- Magic, Magic Mike. Mike. Magic. He's Magic <laughs> Mike, right? Is he Magic Mike? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, Zoe Kravitz, which yeah. is the kid of um, Lenny Kravitz and what's her nut? Uh, Lisa Bonet. Lisa Bonet. Yeah. So um, they're a couple and they might even be they're engaged. engaged. And I was like, that's a weird couple. Because to me, Zoe Kravitz is like... Hippie, kind of out there, like woohoo! Catwoman. And, and, and Channing Tatum is like puffy. Hey, what's, what's going on, bros? Like <laughs> he's a bro. He's a jock. Like he works out. Yeah, that just doesn't seem like. Like I said, Lisa Bonet 
and Jason Momoa made sense to me. Right? Okay. Like, like Zoe Kravitz feels like she should date, be dating someone from Hawaii who, like... Yeah, I get... But... Aligns his chakra and... Attract, They though. do, totally, yeah. Uh, it, quite often, you'll see relationships that don't make any sense. Like yeah. mine. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. I, I hear that on a fairly regular basis. What are you doing with that loser? Hey, I'm in the room! I'm right here! <laughs> Wasn't that her family? <laughs> yeah. That's still her family. Your kids. <laughs> Actually, the kids mention it occasionally as well. <laughs> they bring it if up. If we're being honest. Yeah. The Locker Room News. Justin Trudeau says there will be no further exemptions to his carbon tax after announcing a three-year break for heating oil. The Liberals have faced increasing pressure to exempt fuels like propane and natural gas from the tax um, since making the announcement about heating oil. Saskatchewan Premier Scott Moe has even gone as far to say that he will not collect the carbon tax in January if an exemption is not made. The exemption on heating oil applies across Canada, but only 3% of homes nationally rely on it. The majority are in the Atlantic provinces, and uh, the Liberals have been accused of dividing people and making this a regional issue. They so. wouldn't do that, Grant. <laughs> Take that back. Yeah. Well, we're not going to have them much longer. You I think you can't open the, like, you can't give somebody an exemption and open that crack it all you know what i mean you can't, can't if you if, if you don't care what the rest of the i guess yeah but if you're trying thinks. to win an election i mean well he he knows he's not gonna win with western votes yeah the, it, that ship is sailed nobody votes for trudeau here it just it it's not gonna happen so there's it it's a throwaway vote right yeah like you're you're oh yeah i mean you know you know what? Are gonna win here. He's not going to win the next election. He has made so many mistakes. We're all sick of him. I think we all just got to settle in. I and listen. I'm not. I'm not a climate change denier. The problem I have, and I've said this out loud, with the with the carbon tax is, it's just another way to put money in the coffers. You will never convince me that they're doing it to save the planet. They're. You can't punish people by living the way they live their lives and expect them to make changes to a greener energy mm-hmm. source. You, you can't. You're making it more difficult for us to live our lives. There's less of a chance we're going to make a change that might cost a little bit more money. Right? It just yeah. It's common sense. I don't understand why common sense doesn't apply to politics. It just doesn't. <laughs> If you want to, there and there are ways to actually get rewarded for going green, right? Yes. But this is just another way to sort of keep a thumb on everybody, and and it it will not work. He'll be gone soon, as soon as PP takes over. And I'm not a fan of PP. This isn't me mm-hmm. condoning him, but as soon as he takes over, I think they'll probably get rid of the carbon tax. It'll be one of the first things they do. Yeah, it'll be an issue. It'll be like a promise. Yeah. And then, yeah. By the way, we're going to play a couple of songs. And I need you guys to enjoy this as much as I enjoy this. Okay? Yeah. Like, it's, it's the most cringe, cringy thing you will ever hear in your life. It's Sophie Trudeau singing okay okay that's coming up you're very excited about this i can't you, wait to play this for you Greg. you've been kind of dancing I can't around wait like, very excited you're gonna love this the locker room okay i'm so excited 
So Sophie Trudeau, she has a book coming out. I love the arrogance of people. It's a self-help book. (laughs) I just love how arrogant some people can be. I was married to the prime minister. Mm -hmm. I'm going to write a self-help book and save everyone's lives. Closer Together, it's called. It's a relationship book. (laughs) You just got a divorce. (laughs) Knowing ourselves, loving each other. A personal journey towards self-knowledge, acceptance, uh, and empowerment. Okay, that that right there, that's that should speak vi- volumes about why politicians do what they do. Right? <laughs> he married her. He thinks he knows the best. It's just like I said, the level of. Can you imagine if I wrote a, a self-help book? You are working on yeah. a self-help book. <laughs> like a, for humor. Yeah. I can see <laughs> you're funny. You've never told us it's to be funny. It, it's, You've always just said you're writing a book. Your self-help would be how to not be angry. How to control your anger. Okay. Anyway, she's back on the speaking st- circuit. Now, this happened a couple of years ago. I don't know when the date was. But okay. shortly after this, there was like... Silence. Like they they yanked her off of the speaking. Like th- it, it ended for her. Mm. It was over. They didn't put her in front of crowds again. And I think it was because of this speech. Now I've learned to appreciate this because I'm on a podcast in the afternoons with Dean Blundell, mm-hmm. and he would play this thing incessantly. And I and it is so bad. Like Grant, yeah. it is the worst thing you've ever heard, and it would drive me crazy. But over time now, I've learned to appreciate. You've accepted it. it. That happens. Yes. That's the thing. So this is Sophie Trudeau singing. What makes this even better? I'm going to play the setup as well. She talks a little bit about why she she wrote the song. But what makes it even better, it's at the Martin Luther King tribute at Ottawa City Hall. Oh, wow. (laughs) Okay. Here we go. I'm going to step up. Yes. And I'm going to sing you a song that I wrote for my daughter, Ella Grace. I'm playing the whole thing. At a moment where I was going through a difficult time and where I remind myself of all the hope that there is in one's life and all the hope that there is in love and helping out each other. And it's called Smile Back at Me. And it goes like this. Some people doubt that angels can fly and some people fight Mm-hmm. Without knowing why <laughs> Some people live mm-hmm. Without seeing the light <laughs> This is awful mm-hmm. And some people live It sounds like she made oh, it up on no, the fly no, 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 Yeah, no, it's like she's why. just Like when kids invent songs good Write songs prevail, And I could conquer the world <laughs> With all the love that I feel <laughs> When you smile back at me, <laughs> when you smile back at me, I people see are smiling. Their radio. Why is she singing this at a Martin Luther King? Say Grant, I don't know. <laughs> but nothing will take away what's between you and me. When you smile back at me, when you smile back at me, when you smile, when you smile. When you smile, I love you, my child. Wow. 
feel much that was better moving. about my singing yeah. now. Oh. That was inspiring. I'm I'm gonna that start. The, I I could be wrong, but I think that was the last time she ever stepped up <laughs> in a speaking engagement to represent. Yeah, the Liberal Party. It's probably wise. <laughs> That's awesome. I may play that every day for oh, the next month. Please don't. The Locker Room presents The Grant Report. Brought to you by Battle Rattle Tactical Supplies. Supplying the front line since 2016. Now, Grant Johnson. Well, it's November 1st today. Halloween is done. October is over. And you know what November 1st means. Yeah, Mariah Carey is starting to defrost, but Christmas is not what I'm talking about right now. (laughs) November 1st is World Vegan Day, a day to celebrate the vegans of the world. And I know what you're thinking right now. Why should we honor vegans? It's their choice to be vegan. I don't support it. They're annoying. I don't want to talk about them. But I'm just going to say, let's give them a day today. Let's celebrate them. Let's praise them. Let's build them up so that the other 364 days this year, maybe they'll leave us alone. So lay it on thick today. Suck it up for one day. Come on. And you also think about what it must like be like being vegan. The thing that you are most excited to eat when you look at your plate, they don't have that. They eat sides. That's it. The things that we have on the sides to fill up our plate, that's their meal. They come come home from the bar drunk, and they have to eat carrot sticks. And on some level, you have to respect that. They stick with it, because I wouldn't. So happy World Vegan Day, everybody. The Grant Report is brought to you by our Little Pedro t-shirts. Oh, that's right. The official merchandise provider for Monster (laughs) Pro Wrestling. (laughs) Text us now to get your shirt before Uh. Friday's big skit. This might be hard to explain to the family. It's The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. So this ongoing level of transparency with the UFO thing, the UAP thing continues, at least down in the States. We're not really doing anything in Canada. No, it's always been kind of an American thing. but Yeah. So Pentagon's UFO office released a statement that they will soon be releasing information about the February 2023 shootout. Do you remember this? Oh, of course. This is when they shot down those weather balloons from uh, China. Um, Yeah. The the spy balloon things when they kept shooting. There was like two or three that they shot down, one over Canada. Um, One in the Yukon, I think. This is kind of like a a report on what they found from that. Because they Uh, actually went and recovered something. Yeah, they went and, and tried to recover as much debris as they could, tried to learn what they were, what they were, information they were collecting. Um, so they are going to release a report. No one really expects there to be anything in the report, though. Um, when you look at it, everyone's just gonna, everything's going to be redacted. Everything's going to be, it was just a balloon, you know, is what people are expecting. They locked those sites down pretty quickly, though, when they did shoot them down. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Right. So this is from, and the reason why there isn't a lot of expectation about them um, 
releasing information is, like you said, is because it's coming from the DOD, which is the Department of Defense. Yeah, they're not going to tell And they're a little more tight-lipped in. Yeah. Yeah. But still, the Pentagon has kind of been at the forefront of the release of this information, though, Grant. Because there's been some stuff about it, like, especially the one that they shot down over Canada. That one was was weird because they were like, it was, there was no propulsion that they could see. It was the same level as a jet airliner. It was moving really fast. Um, And, like, some of the pilots have claimed that their sensors were getting really messed up by it. Some have said no. Some have said, yeah, the weird stuff was happening. Um, So maybe they'll release something about that one. The one they shot down over the States on the East Coast, that looked like a balloon. Yeah, it was a big weather blimp-looking thing. So that, that, and I think... And China said it was theirs. Yeah. But they said it was a weather balloon. Yes. Yeah. Not anyway. an alien. Anyway, it's it's interesting that we're at least hearing about it. Yeah. Like 50 years ago, 25 years ago, they wouldn't even have said anything. Now we're kind of in this this world of... They got to release reports and yeah. everything else and actually maybe release something. I'm intrigued something, by that, right? Mm-hmm. Whether there's a reason behind it or not, I'm still kind of intrigued by the fact that they're, they're talking. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'd like to see somebody said hopefully they release some more footage of it. That would be interesting. Some video or pictures or whatever. From the, From the pilot's either, either perspective. Of them, yeah. 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 I don't know if 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 I was a pilot one of those planes, I'd have my cell phone out. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> you can't even text and drive. You're gonna fly a fighter jet. <laughs> Take pictures. That's a good point. <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a great multitasker. The locker room. Before we get into the Robert De Niro story, Grant. Yeah. Which you have information on. I want to play this for you. Do you remember this? This is his appearance on CNN. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's made an appearance on CNN since. This Probably guy not. is should not be president, period. And when you say that, folks on Fox come after you. I remember the Tonys when he got up there and cursed. A lot of some of you. Okay, well, you know, this is cable, Sorry. so it's not an FCC violation, but it is still a Sunday morning. Hey! Well, I we're, do we're wonder why you choose to go that let way. Let me say something. Why do you we choose are to go in a, that We way? are in a moment in our life, in this country, where this guy is like a gangster. He hates Trump. Yeah, he, he does. Hates yeah. Anybody from New York, regardless of what political stripes you are, despises That's true, yeah, very true. Trump. Have you ever met anybody from New York? I have. I met a couple of people. Mm-hmm. Everybody hates him there. Yeah. Anyway, um, and he's such a likable guy. I don't I, get I it. I don't get it, yeah. Anyway, he's in court right now, Grant. So Robert De Niro is being sued by his ex-personal assistant for $12 million, um, alleging um, that he was mean. So she's suing him, saying he 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 was abusive, called her names, um, was just a real pain in her, you know, and um, I think it was like loss of enjoyment to life or something like that, yeah, like yeah, negatively yeah. affected her life. So she's suing him for twelve million dollars. He was on the witness stand yesterday, and uh, he kind of lost. <laughs> Which he flipped out if on. If you're her. trying to, if you're being sued for like, if someone's suing you saying that you lose your temper a lot, you shouldn't lose your temper in the court case. He is a raging dick, eh? And so he goes, Yeah, I called her names. <laughs> I may have raised my voice from time to time and berated her, but. So I've told this story before, but I, I used to serve him breakfast for weeks on end. He was when in he was Vancouver. Filming, yeah. Filming A Boy's Life with Ellen Barkin and Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. And I worked in a department, and we'll say this, I, I, 
I'm probably not going to, I'm not telling tales out of school. There is a large population of people from Asian countries in in Vancouver, mm-hmm. right? And they dominate the service industry. So yeah. I was one of just a handful of, of like Caucasian people in that department. And the people that I worked with, they're all lovely, but they were scared of him. Mm-hmm. And they wouldn't go to serve him. I was in the room service department. This is when I was a kid, when I was going to radio school. I worked overnights. So they would make me serve his room because everyone else would Everyone was scared. And so there was all these rules, and my goodness, he was just a dick. Yeah. Um, you had to knock on the door. Anyway, the, I one, could see it. the one time that I, I actually got in the room with him, because he would collect the, 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 the order from me in the hallway occasionally, mm-hmm. um, the one time was when he was dating uh, Naomi Campbell. That, that she's a, Did they date? They dated, and she she was a model or something. I, I don't. I, I if you saw a picture of her, you'd recognize her. Oh yeah, she's a model. Yeah, model. F- famous mo- mo- Anyway, she came to the door, and he was yelling, "Just leave him! Don't let him in!" Like yelling from the back room, and she's <laughs> like, "Oh, stop it! Stop it, Bobby!" And she let me in, and then I I certain she was pleasant as mm-hmm. as all get up. But this does not surprise me at all. He had an encounter in the dining room because. You weren't allowed to smoke even yeah. back then, and he lit up a cigar, and they were trying to get him to leave, and he flipped out. I could see it. Yeah. Also, like he was one, a dick. One of the things he's being sued for was um, um, giving her jobs that like typically females would do, and so he'd like make her do the dishes and stuff. Oh wow! Like yeah, I could see Robert De Niro doing that. Yeah, yeah. Not as yeah. not as surprising at all. Welcome to the locker room. I have had. A handful of people in my life making me feel guilty over the last year or so. A handful of people about my position against going to see him perform in the in the ring in the MPW. Going to thing. Monster Pro Wrestling. You went one time way before Jimmy was ever a part of it. We went to see Mitch wrestle in it. Yeah, uh, that's, that's the only time you've ever been. And we didn't stay for the whole thing. We basically watched Mitch first match and then left. And then took off. Yeah, that was enough. And so you have not gone to see Jimmy do his skits yet. And this isn't so much about Jimmy. No, it's as, not. As it is about my complete lack of interest in this. I'm, I'm sorry I'm not wired this way. And and I don't get it. I've never understood it. I, um, I just... Yeah. I bet you'll have imagine a really if, good time. Imagine if you absolutely hated a sport and mm-hmm. somebody was dragging you out like you like football. Yeah. Imagine, like I've talked to people that just do not get football. Like I enjoy going to the football games. I like watching yeah. football. Some people just don't hate watching like they hate football. Why would yeah. you go to a football game, right? You'll never catch me I, at basketball. I kind of I kind of feel that way about wrestling. I just I But I bet you'll have like, the thing is is you just don't get it. Like it's the there's a lot is, of it that you don't. It's the bad acting too. I can't handle. It's pretty cringy, oh, but I can't watch. That's part of the fun. It's kind of like how like Jimmy doesn't like football, but he loves going to football games to drink it's and he's have an a alcoholic. Good time. But that's the wrestling, is what I was gonna say. They oh, five dollar okay. drinks. You go, you get blitzed. You yell whatever you want. You have good burgers there anything, too. Anything. It's 1982 in there. You can yell whatever you want. <laughs> 
right. I have decided I am going, but there are some conditions, and this doesn't have anything to do with, like, by the way, thank you for the uh, suggestions. We had a bunch of people um, brought up bringing dildos. Yeah. Because it's bring your own weapon night on Friday. I'm bringing a big, huge dong to throw into the ring. Yeah. yeah. Um, when do you do that? Right at the beginning? That's a, you don't throw it in the ring. There's a there's going to be a Collection weapons bucket. There's going to be a weapons <laughs> bucket at the front door. You just put it in the bucket, and they dump the bucket in you the ring. Just throw it in the that's ring. That's for the Ripper Royal. That's the uh, the main event. Okay. Right so after you're intermission. Have you're not the, the main event. How is that? Uh, like. Honestly, that's a huge mistake in scheduling. Like, I need to talk to somebody about that. How, like, is anybody going to this thing that's going to see the main event? Oh, they're event? going for They're the, all the, going the, to like see the, you fight. The, the Ripper Royal, like the, the Ripper Royal, the Royal Rumble uh, thing at the end, it's everybody for themselves in the ring. It's a, it's a huge thing. The thing about this wrestling, too, is like we're joking because we watched a promo and they're like, I think it's Jimmy pretending to be little Juan. <laughs> The people that go to wrestling actually, like, legitimately are like, I think it's Jimmy. Like, they're serious about it. They want to believe. They're like, it's Jimmy. It's not. It's not little ones. Like the Tooth Fairy. Yeah, I they always, want to believe. I wanted to believe in the Tooth Fairy. Okay, Jimmy, I'm coming. But I do have one condition, okay? And again, it has nothing to do with the weapons. And I need you to bounce this off of massive, massive distraction. You're going to call him tomorrow, or he's calling in tomorrow. I don't know. I don't want him to be uncomfortable. I want to deal with this off air, right? I want VIP access. Backstage. Yeah. A little curtained off area, maybe with the private drinks. Yeah. Couch. Comfortable seats. There's no comfortable seats. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can bring a couch in, though. You have a couch. Bring it. Yeah, I'll just throw it in my backpack. I'm coming. I'm coming on Friday. You can you can have back you can have the back room access backstage. <laughs> All right. I I was kidding. No, you can go oil Jimmy down. I mean, yeah, sorry, yeah, so I, need to, I need Jimmy won't I be need, there. On I need Friday. someone to. Uh, Jimmy's out of town Friday, but. <laughs> By the way, we have tickets to give away for Monster Pro Wrestling on Friday. I've, if you're interested I've at the made, end of the show, I've made the joke and I've said it gift. on air. Is we have two little people in wrestling, and I'm both of them. What about Bruce? <whistles> Sorry. The MPW. Little bad boy Canadian or whatever he calls himself. <laughs> Canadian badass. <laughs> the Locker Room, only on Cruise. Okay, we're calling Dean Blundell, Cryer Media, CryerMedia.co. Yo. I'm annoyed with you. Why? You got me hooked on this stupid show, The, the Fall of the House of Usher. One of the greatest shows ever made. It, it make you crap your pants, and it's one of those shows that reveals itself as the as the episodes kind of progress. Why are you mad? Is it better or worse than the Haunting of Hill House? It's it's same better. same guy, same it's, same cast for a lot of it. It's different, Grant. It's different. I watched part of the first episode, but I, I couldn't focus. There was stuff going on, but yeah. Um, I um I enjoyed Grant made me watch that uh, House of Haunted Hill or Haunting Hill or whatever and I enjoyed that that scared the living hell out of me. This isn't scaring me so much but I am sucked right in. It's all I'm totally. thinking about. I'm dreaming about it. Um but I don't yeah. know if I'm enjoying it yet. <laughs> Of course you're enjoying it because you're dreaming about it. You're just scared because you're a big baby. Listen, here's the thing. 
the thing about these shows is and, and what I love those reveal shows like those reveal uh, uh, Netflix series where you know you, you're not sure what's going on from the first episode to the fifth episode and it all comes together in six and seven yeah this is one of those incredible episodes that makes you ask an existential question it's an incredible series and the question is this what would you do if death came to your door and said I'll give you what you want, but here's what you got to give me. That's the best part of that show. Hmm. Okay. I'm not quite there yet. I'm like 10 or 15 minutes into the second episode. So it's been a lot of setup, like looking in the past. Yeah. Right. I know all his kids are dead. Um, Easy on the spoilers. No, no, no. But that's that's revealed right away. That's no. Locke is the worst for spoilers. <laughs> he'll watch a TV show and then he'll just come on and give away the ending and go. No, everyone knows that. Yeah. Or movies. That. Yeah, he movie did that to Logan. We live in a society where spoiling something is basically a cancel cancelable thing, right? Yeah. So don't spoil this for people. So, yeah. so the 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 fall of the House of Usher it just dropped on Netflix literally a couple of weeks ago. Um, it is. I would say that if you're into this kind of thing, you would love this show. So you might want to watch it. Um, how many episodes is it? You're done, right? Yeah, I've done. I, I can't remember. I want to say between six and eight. Six, uh, it's okay. one of those things, though, that when it gets going, it's like anything, right? It was kind of like, for me, it was the same vibe, totally different content as, uh, you know, Better Call Saul, where it's, you know, slow for the first, you know, few episodes, okay. and then all of a sudden, boom. And you, you're right. You get sucked in. You're like, who are these people? What is going on? How did this happen? What was the deal? Mm-hmm. And then you get to the end of it, and you're like, ah. Oh, Man, there's an existential question you have to ask yourself, and I love that part of entertainment. It, you know, Fubar is a great series, a great movie too. But this is one of those. <laughs> this is one of those uh, series that you uh, you get a lot more out of, other than actually the puzzle that you got to put together as you watch it. All right. Well, again, I'm kind of annoyed with you now because all I can think about is this stupid show. I even yeah. stopped the game last night. I'm watching the World Series. I'm like, oh, I got to watch. Anyway, <laughs> I need to get an episode. All right. All right, brother. Boys, have a great day. Lock hey. more your diaper next time you watch that show. <laughs> it is actually a little scary. Thanks, Dean. Hey. Bye. Again, criermedia.co. The fall of the House of Usher. The acting's really good in it. Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. Grant Johnson, Study King, what do we got? So this one might upset Jedi Jimmy because... This study agrees with Star Wars. They even used Star Wars as an example. Darth Sidious was correct when he was telling people to embrace their anger. Mm-hmm. Um, this study says if you want to achieve your goals in life, get angry. Hmm. Um, researchers have found it's anger for me. <laughs> can be a motivating force aiding individuals in achieving their life goals. Um, Previously, people believed anger was a negative emotion, but these these experts are uh, saying that, uh, no, you want a wide range of emotions. Happiness is one of them, but also anger. Embrace your anger. Embrace it. Use it to motivate you. Okay. Is what they're saying. Don't just try to push it away. It makes sense on some level, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I've talked about this before. It's part of the reason, this is part of the reason I don't trust happy people. Mm-hmm. If you're too happy, you're hiding something. And you're not using the power of anger to actually motivate yourself and get things done. So, <laughs> see, the thing is, though, see, fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Are you quoting then Star Wars? hate leads to suffering. See, that's, uh, so that's that totally Skywalker? contradict. That's Yoda. That's totally contradictory to what you're 
your study is saying because uh, Yoda's not leads, real life. It leads to hate. <laughs> one of the funny things in this study, though, is they said uh, one of the things that people are motivated to do most when they're angry is vote. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's how we the elections. That's, that's how we get involved. Uh, they in said uh, anger influences people to vote, and it influences who they vote for. Well, it's it's how we get off the couch. Yeah, you don't get off the couch when you're complacent. If everything's feel like you're happy yeah. with things are going, you're not going to go vote. Mm-hmm. Just when you're angry. That's, that's, well, and I also think it's it's a bit of a revenge thing too, right? Yeah, I think a lot of people do things and they accomplish stuff when somebody says something about them that upsets them, right? Or mm-hmm. says you can't do something. Yeah. Oh, I could show you. I do that all the time. That's they said. Yes. That's um, a pe- big part of this. People in a state of anger were more likely to achieve goals compared to those in a neutral state. Anger was associated with higher scores on the tasks they were giving them, quicker reactions, and in some instances, a willingness to cheat to gain an advantage. Well, I'm a prime example of that. <laughs> like, look at how successful I am. Yeah, and I'm angry all the time. Yeah. Stay angry, everyone. Stay angry, everyone. You can get your shirts on that locker room merch page. Yep. If you want that shirt, we have. That's not even a joke. We mm-hmm. have stay angry shirts, and that's. I've actually said that out loud, not because of this study. I've been saying that for years. That's the only way to get people motivated, and and I think I brought up politics in particular. Mm-hmm. So the only way we can actually make people get out of their houses, get off their couch, get out of bed, and go and actually vote and make a difference. Is if you piss everybody off. Yeah. It's not I'm not wrong. No. Right? The study says you're correct. Thank you. I want you to want bag milk. I want to start with this bag milk. I'm gonna play a, a little audio from the Heritage Classic. This past Sunday. What are you going to do? Hey, what is anybody here going to do? Go <laughs> oh, Vander King. What is anybody going to do? What a challenge. <laughs> I like it, though. Mm-hmm. I'm a I fan. hilarious. <laughs> is he known for chirping? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The thing is, oh, like, yeah. yeah, he's known for chirping. But the best part about Evander Kane is he can back it up. Mm-hmm. Like, there's another yes, part of that yeah. clip or somewhere in there in that audio mix where Nazem Kadri tells him to, like, Leave the puck alone or something. You can't handle it. The puck it. doesn't like then he you. Goes out, then he goes out and gets three points. He is completely dominant in that Heritage Classic. And then he makes a bunch of flames look like fools in that clip you just played. So, oh yeah, I love it. I think it's great. Good time to be mic'd up for him. <laughs> yeah, you, that's a, the other thing that I liked about that. Obviously, he kept this. Well, he probably didn't. They probably just didn't air any of the, of the F-bombs, right? But... I appreciated the fact that he didn't change his game being mic'd up, right? Like, that's that's his game. They put a microphone on him. He wasn't trying to present a nicer side. Like, I, I got a lot of... I've come completely... I've done a 180 You said on it was Kane. a huge mistake and he was going to tear this team apart. Yeah, 180. I, I'm, I'm a fan now. I, I, I've got a lot of appreciation for that. And I've always had an appreciation for anybody that can trash talk if, if you're good at it. Yeah, and that's the thing, again, about him is that it's not just the trash talk on the ice, and he's a big guy, and he'll bang and crash, but he also goes and backs it up on the score sheet. So I find it to be hilarious. The Flames are awful. They are a really, really bad team, and to have them just have Kane just kind of poke the bear like that was great. Are you annoyed with the schedule like I am? Like, 
the yeah. big yes. win on Sunday, and it's like now I got to wait. Does it kill momentum? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm completely with you. The first part of the schedule has been so weird. Nothing until tomorrow. Big win on Sunday, and then if you look at the last two weeks of the of November, it's every other day. Yeah, there are still 14 games in November, despite this weird gap to start off the month. So I'm with you. The schedule is so bizarre. Why do we have to wait four days? Like yeah. the others are, they just pick up a big win. Provincial rival, 55,000 plus were there. You want to get back at it. You want to keep the momentum going. Keep just, it rolling. But yeah, now they had to wait a few days. So they had their Halloween party. Yeah. So they're all dressed up like the pint security, and then. <laughs> Well, it did give them, see, the thing I, I guess I do like about the four-day gap is it gave them the full green light on that Halloween party. You know the boys got after it. Team Guilt-free, I like that. that. Yeah, that's a good point. Although I was a little bit, I'm, I'm, I'm a little trepidatious about the momentum they are going to get from that win based on the fact that it was Calgary, mm-hmm. right? Um, they should be destroying Calgary this year. Um, and the fact that the two of them are bottom feeders in the NHL right now is embarrassing. We should be embarrassed as a province, to be <laughs> to be fair. Do you think that this is, gives them a little the bit of mole, though? Yeah, I do. Because the okay. good news is, yes, you're right, Locke. Calgary is terrible. They should beat them. And they did. Like, yeah. Had it not been for the two five-on-threes in the first period that Calgary got somehow, like... Both of their goals came on the power play. Yeah. Oilers outscored them 4-0 to at even strength, plus the empty netter in there. So I just think the Oilers were so much better than Calgary on Sunday that I'm hoping it is just... Oh, we just... We are beating the bad teams. Let's go beat the good ones now. So yeah. I'm hoping it's a rallying point. I'm hoping the boys had a great time at the Halloween party. They all look great. So yep. let's get back to work now. Um, they signed Sam Gagne to a one-year two-way deal. Do you think he's going to be up at the team soon? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, wow. Adam Ernie got hit waivers yesterday. Um, and Jay Woodcroft said that Sam Gagne was going to be replacing him. And it wasn't mm. so much a shot at Adam Ernie. It was just the bottom five, bottom six, depending on how you look at it, depending on the configuration. They just haven't produced anything. So they need a little bit of offense down there. And Sam has, I think it was five points in three games with the Condors. Not a big sample size at all, but he's going to provide a little bit of touch. What was interesting to me is that they did not bring up Raphael Lavoie, which was what everybody wanted them mm. to do. But I think the plan is just to slow play him a little bit. Sam Garney has got a whole pile of NHL games under his belt. He's going to bring <laughs> some experience. He's going to be good in the room. He can play a little bit of offense if you need him to. So, yeah, I do think it's going to be Garnier replacing him. And I'm happy. Welcome back, Sam. Third tour of duty. Come Let's on. do it. Yeah. So the conversation about throwing a hand grenade into the into the middle of the team and blowing everything up and trading Leon and <laughs> um, uh, has kind of stopped with the performance on Sunday. Everybody had a good time. It was you know twentieth anniversary of the Heritage Classic. But is there anybody right now, regardless of where they're playing, top six, bottom six? defense doesn't matter is there anybody that you are looking at that needs to be better based on their performance at the beginning of the season like one guy oh uh, there's a there's more than one guy like i mean if you look at the bottom part of the lineup right yeah you've got six oilers without a single point on the year Mm -hmm. not one point and five of those are forwards that you needed to contribute adam ernie he just hit waivers yesterday matthias yamark he's got the banged up shoulder now i guess connor brown doesn't have a point ryan mcleod doesn't have a point dylan holloway doesn't have a point all of those guys are people that we need to contribute like holloway mcleod brown 
that's our third line effectively. And if they're contributing zero, that's a problem. So I'm going to say all of those guys need to pick it up. It's not just one. It's the collective all. Yeah, they need to get and it going. <laughs> Connor Brown, though, I didn't mind his performance the other night. Me too. I think he's coming on. I yeah. think he's getting some looks. I think he's he just needs some luck, really. Like, if he didn't have bad luck, he'd have no luck right now. And I just think that he needs, I don't know, if it's a greasy one or someone needs to bank one in off him or something like that. But, yeah, he's had some good opportunities. He just hasn't been able to finish. So I think he's going to be fine. But ultimately, the point is they do need to get going. Having zeros on the on the score sheet is not good at this stage. Timing issues, right? I mean, he, mm-hmm. he didn't play a lot last year. He was injured quite a bit. So it, he might Only, be just, yeah. Only four games all year last year. He had yeah. the torn ACL, so it's going to take him a minute, and we recognize that, and we should recognize that if you don't. But still the point is, what have you done for me lately kind of league, and we need those guys to contribute. I was just going to say, too, uh, he had a good game on, on Sunday, but Evan Bouchard was there, too. He was he was having a rough start handling the puck, but he did play good on Sunday, a couple points, so. Well, yeah. the nice thing is that Evan Bouchard had a really tough time against Minnesota. Yeah. And he owned it. He came out and he said, listen, it's nice that points are going in, but everything I touch is ending up in the back of the net, and that's not good. And I think he's really picked it up in the game since then. So hopefully that trend continues. We need the defense to lock it down. That's not just the defensive group of those six guys, but also the forwards. They need to play more team defense as a whole. And he's the one. He looked guy. a lot better on Sunday against yeah. the Flames. But Much admittedly, better. I understand the Flames are terrible. Yeah. <laughs> he's the one guy that I thought out of like I'd be pulling him aside dude get it together I, I I get your point bag milk but for me it was it's been him this the start of the season because I thought he was going to be that guy that sort of stepped into into a role that you know carried the team at times right well, he was handling the puck like a live grenade there for a minute. So yeah. like 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 he said, it's it's all well and good if you're putting points on the board, but if you can't keep it out of your own net, then it's kind of defeats the purpose. Hey, uh, Bag Milk, how do people get in on your uh, Phoenix trip? We just launched it just this morning, Jimmy, and I'm looking in the back end of our Shopify store, and tickets are already moving. We are selling. We are grooving. So <laughs> nationgear.ca. That's where you need to go. We're going down uh, February, in the middle of February, we're going down to Arizona. We're going to watch the boys play in that tiny little arena. There's only 4,600 people can fit there. We're bringing down a group of 50. We're basically going to be a whole section in ourselves. So I'm very much looking forward to it. That is at nationgear.ca. It is going to sell out. Like I said, tickets are already moving, and we just launched it about an hour ago. So this thing is going to sell out in a matter of weeks. You so might get on it if you, you want. You might come. double the participation in the stands that night. <laughs> <laughs> That's the part I'm excited about the most is there's going to be 50 of us all locked into one section together. And there's awesome. no way you're going to be able to avoid us. We're going to be loud. We're going to be annoying. And when the Oilers win in that tiny little barn, we're going to be celebrating like crazy. So it's, I'm looking forward to it. It's not much bigger than the Claire Drake. I mean, so, Awesome. If you've been to the Claire Drake, you, you can see everything. You can hear everything. So I went to a Moose Jaw Warriors game not long ago, and I was looking. I was like, man, I'm pretty sure that's the same capacity. And yeah. it is. It's the exact same capacity as the as junior team. So that's fantastic. You're never going to get an experience to watch an NHL game in a small arena like that. Like It's only a finite amount of time that the Coyotes are going to be playing there. So we're super excited. I cannot wait. I love the, the sort of the, the contrast of the sports organizations down there. How many people are watching those Diamondback games? Is it is it over 60, 70, 80,000 mm-hmm. people? And then you got 5,000 and maybe 1,000 of people to show up for a Coyotes game. Yeah. I just I think it's awesome. It, it it's a wild. brilliant and idea, guys. Just, and he, yeah, we're super excited about it. If you 
rewind to the summer when the schedule comes out every year we're scouring the schedule for weekends where we can take away we can get out for a nation vacation like we're going to seattle and a week and a half in February. We're going to be going down to Arizona. So I'm super, super excited. On Sunday, we watched the, the boys play in front of 55,000 plus. Yeah. And in February, we're going to go down to one-tenth of that. It's going to be <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And there he is, Bag Milk, Oilers Nation. Once again, thank you for your time, my friend. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to the Locker Room Podcast. Congrats. You just lost five IQ points. Catch the show live weekday mornings on 95.7 Cruise FM. Brought to you by Arden Roof Systems.